morning. Merry Christmas. The reading this morning is from John. If you want to open your Bibles. life and that life was a light of men. The light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him, the world did not, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of husbands, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among, among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Just move that slightly. There's a... Um, no, I can't. Sorry. I'm, that'll do. There's an um, airline, a famous airline, and it had a slogan once, and it said... Home, the world's favourite destination. Do you remember that? It was a while ago. And um, I had my own little Christmas journey this week. I was in Melbourne for a few days, catching up with family and friends. And um, I had a couple of hours spare where I was going to Dandenong, which was where I was born, to uh, meet my sister-in-law, but she was caught up. So... I thought I'd take my own personal journey down memory lane. And uh, I hadn't done this for many, many, many years. And uh, so I drove to the house where I was born and it really looked a lot shabbier and older than I remembered. Uh, I drove to the primary school where I attended for seven years and um, the two peppercorn trees that I used to sit under and eat my lunch just seemed so small again. Um, and then I went and I drove up Scott Street to the church where my mum and dad sent me to Sunday school. Uh, and uh, that church too seemed really tiny. And I always remember this time of the year at Christmas, the, my two sisters and myself being um, triplets we were always in the nativity play, and guess what we got to play? The three wise men. <laughs> I never got to play Mary. Sandy? Probably never will. <laughs> That's okay. I'm glad I'm a bit old. Um, and I drove to the high school, where I went to high school, and... And I, I drove and saw the house where my grandmother lived and um, she rented this house and it was still there. And I think it's about 35 years since I left um, 
that area, might even be a bit more. And so I found myself getting really emotional. I don't know if any of you have taken a trip back home. Uh, If you're not actually living where you were born and you've taken a trip back home, you get these mixed experiences. It's kind of very familiar and very known, but at the same time it feels a little bit different, a bit disconnected. Dandenong is actually really quite different to how I remember. Um, It's now one of the most multicultural cities in Melbourne, uh, mainly Afghanis and Sri Lankans and Sudanese. So it was very different to when I was there. But, you know, I kept thinking about this theme of of coming home. And I I was talking to uh, Jackie Smith, and I've got Jackie's permission uh, to mention it, this week. And um, she recalls, as she has recalled a few times, and particularly at this Christmas season, when 10 years ago uh, we decided to host a Christmas community luncheon. And... uh, Tracy House did a door knock around Volker Court, which is where Jackie lived. And Jackie was pretty lonely at that time. And uh, when Tracy knocked on her door and invited her to come to our Christmas lunch after Tracy left, Jackie still recalls the story where she said she felt this hand go on her shoulder and she turned around. It was so tangible. She really thought someone was there pushing her to go. And, of course, someone was there. It was God. And she told me this week that this church, God, has become her home. This church, this family has become her her place where she feels connected and belongs. And, you know, when we think about that word home, in the ideal sense, I'm not talking about often what reality is like for many people. But in the ideal sense, home is a place where there's familiarity. Home is a place of connectedness, of where we can really be ourselves, isn't it? That's supposed to be the ideal. It's where we are truly loved and valued for who we are. It's where we can take off our Sunday mask and just be and warts and all. It's where we might get disciplined, but we know when we're being disciplined, it's for our own good somehow. It's a place of security and a place of sanctuary, a peace in the midst of chaos. And you know, this Christmas, the message that God wants to give you is that he actually wants to come home. He really wants to come home. You see... Home is the world's favourite destination. And when I look around the world, I see that if home is all these things, then many, 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 many people have lost their way, have lost their home. They don't experience peace. They don't experience acceptance. They don't experience being known. They don't experience being loved. Even though I stayed in three different places this week, even though at one stage, quite literally, I slept in my car for three hours. Uh, That's another story. Um, I always felt like I had a deep sense of being known, of being loved, 
of being at home. I felt connected. And the reason I felt connected was that I know that I am deeply loved. I know that I am deeply known by the God of the universe. And I know that in order to feel like I'm home, I need to accept his love and be open to him. And you know, right from the beginning, God had a destination for each and every one of you. God had a plan and a purpose. And right from the beginning, with the Word, the Word being Jesus Christ, the Word was God and the Word was with God. He was with God in the very, very beginning. And through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. You know, going home is a destination, but we always need a path to travel on in order to get and arrive to that destination. And every path needs a light. Well, God had a path. He determined from the beginning. We were always meant to be in relationship with him. He was always meant to be our first love. Our destination is to always have his life fully in us. That's really what life in all its fullness really means. God coming home to dwell in our hearts. We sang a song earlier, Joy to the World, and it said, let every heart prepare him room. Let your heart prepare him room so he can come home this Christmas. But Jesus is the light of this home. He is our home. And this light, it shines in the darkness. But the scriptures tell us the darkness has not understood it. How true that is today. When we look around, we see that secularism is the fastest growing faith in the world. And secularism says there is no God. I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but there are now billboards plastered over double-decked buses in the UK that says we don't need God. Everywhere you turn, the message is quite clear. God is irrelevant. What people don't realise and what they don't understand is that as a result of that belief, the world is becoming darker and darker. We have the black dog of depression. We have the greyness of conformity. We have the bleakness of secularism. We have the emptiness of materialism. We have the uncertainty of relationships. Our standards have dropped, our morals have dropped. Violence, discord and chaos is on the increase. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. But the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He made his way from the heaven 
which is pristine and beautiful. And he came into this dark, godless world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to all who reached out and said, Jesus, you are the light. I need you. Come home. Come into my heart. To all who received that gift, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of a natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. You see, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. We celebrate the light that came into the earth. He came, he journeyed to make his life yours. Can you imagine Jesus, who was God himself, was dissatisfied, he was restless, he was a refugee, if you like, from heaven. And you know, Mary and Joseph too were refugees. They had no home. They had to move from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census. And then they had to move from Bethlehem and go to Egypt where Jews were persecuted because of Herod. And they stayed there for a couple of years until they went back to Bethlehem. They were refugees. They had no home. And yet in Luke chapter 2, it says Mary pondered all these marvels in her heart. I wonder, even as Mary was a refugee and travelled around, whether she felt home in her heart despite the geography. Well, God wants us to know that stability, that deep abiding presence, that security, that being loved, that being known. And he won't rest. He will not rest until he has arrived at his destination. Home for him in heaven with all its splendour and its beauty was incomplete. Home for him was not satisfying unless you a part of it, unless you share in his family, unless you become his children. And that's what family's about, isn't it? And don't families belong in homes? You see, God wants to pursue you in the most audacious way possible. He wants to make his home in your heart. And he even succumbs to becoming exactly like he's created, to prove to you how much he needs you. J.B. Phillips wrote a different version of John Milton's Paradise Lost. And in it, a senior angel is showing a very young angel around the splendours of the universe. They view whirling galaxies and blazing suns, just like we saw in the DVD. And then they flit across the infinite distance of space until at last they enter one particular galaxy of only 500 billion stars. 
As the two of them draw near to the star which we call our sun and to its circling planets, the senior angel pointed to a small and rather insignificant sphere turning very slowly on its axis. It looked as dull as a dirty tennis ball to the little angel, whose mind was filled with the size and the glory of what he had seen. I want you to watch that particular one, said the senior angel, pointing with his finger. Well, it looks very small and rather dirty to me, said the little angel. What's special about that one? To the little angel, earth didn't seem impressive. He listened in stunned belief as the senior angel told him that this planet, this small and insignificant and not overly clean, was the renowned visited planet. Do you mean that our great and glorious prince went down in person to this fifth-rate little ball? Why should he do a thing like that? The little angel's face wrinkled in disgust. Do you mean to tell me that he stooped so low as to become one of those creeping, crawling creatures of that floating ball? I do. And I don't think he would like you to call them creeping, crawling creatures in that tone of voice. For strange as it may seem, he loves them. He went down, he journeyed as a destination to visit them, to lift them up to make them his home and to become like him. The little angel looked blank. Such a thought was beyond his comprehension. No, one night in the cold and in the dark, among the wrinkled hills of Bethlehem, this word, this incredible light, this son of God went from his heavenly glory and he came into the hills of Bethlehem. And at that point, two worlds collided, yours and his. And they came together in a dramatic point of intersection. God who knows no before or after entered time and space. God who knows no boundaries took on the shocking confines of a baby's skin and the ominous restraints of mortality for you and for I so that we could experience yet again what it means to be truly home. There's only one way to be truly home and that is to receive the one who made you, the God of the universe, the one that descended to this miserable little planet and took on the confines of flesh so that we would know the path back to God. God could not make a more powerful statement than this understanding that as a result of that 
when you receive him, when you reach out for him, you become family and you have a home in him. The word became fleshed. And in Warren's version, had his dwelling among us. He had his dwelling in us. He was fully God, but fully human. And yet as awesome as he was, he became totally vulnerable to be in the care of a 13-year-old, to come not with fanfare or authority, but with humility and grace. What love, what an invitation. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son. What a paradox, born in a manger, born in humility. Yet because of that, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. What would it mean, I ask myself, if I too came to the place where I saw my primary identity in life as a child of God, that the God of the universe really wants to love me, to be made known to me and for me to be fully known. All I have to do is receive, yet for those who received him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. You know, this Christmas, the path you are journeying on will determine your destination. Many in this secular world have said, there's no room here, God. Just like there was no room for Jesus at the inn. No room. But the challenge, the hope this Christmas is that if you say yes to Jesus, this God that gave up everything to pursue you, including inhabiting the confines of humanity, if you say yes to him, then you will find your way back home. You will embrace home. You will be home no matter where you are geographically, no matter what conditions you find yourself in. You will experience peace because the Prince of Peace, the one that was heralded, will come and live in your heart if you make room for him. And you will never, ever again feel lost. You'll be home. This Christmas, our prayer is have a merry Christmas, but arrive home. Arrive home. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way. Let's pray. Oh Lord, this Christmas, let it be that we receive you. We receive your love. Thank you for being that light that came into the world so humbly, 
yet so powerfully to show us the way back to the Father, to lead us to the destination that deep in our souls, deep in our hearts, we all yearn for, to arrive home. Oh, Jesus, how we love you, how we thank you for your incredible gift. Thank you for being the light of this world. In your holy name we pray. Amen.